Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Lakers needed overtime to beat a depleted T-Wolves squad. Can LeBron and company win a playoff series? Also, the Hawks stunned the Heat, and we are nearing the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. For most of the late game to kick off the play-in tournament in the NBA, it looked like the Minnesota Timberwolves were going to grab that seven seed. But then, like they do and have most of the season, things fell apart at the end, and the Lakers stole one, a 108-102 win in overtime. It was not pretty. Andy Kamenetsky from Locked On Lakers joins me now. And, and Andy, this is a win. You're never going to apologize for a win. There is no pictures on the standings that being said this was a brutal game to watch are you are you more heartened with the fact that they pulled this out in the end or more concerned with some of the things that led to them needing to do that at the end well for the time being i'm going to be more heartened because i've got three days or i guess no no i've, I've got like six days to uh worry about the other stuff like I'm going to pace myself in terms of really worrying about <laughs> what happens. Um, I believe it's Sunday that they're playing. Um, I can't even do math in my head for how many days that is. That 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 game aged me. Um, I, I was a young man before that thing began. Um, there was no white in the beard. No, no. I mean, as I tweeted out after the game at Cam Brothers, like the Lakers earned this game by definition of winning it. But the Timberwolves were, all things considered, the more impressive team. Like, if nothing else, they should feel not, you know, there's no such thing as, you know, uh, moral victories. But they were, for a lot of this game, the better team until I think they fell apart more just because the, the issues that should have allowed the Lakers to take more of advantage in this game eventually started rearing their head but no the lakers did not play well in this game at all yeah anthony edwards three of 17 in this game could not buy a shot O of nine from the three-point line and it was ultimately lebron james anthony davis and a little help from their friends dennis Schroeder was huge that clutch three down the stretch but there were also some uncharacteristic turnovers lebron james had a couple errant passes and and questionable decisions where for example, he didn't go at Carl Anthony Towns when he could have gotten the sixth foul on Towns. So what what did you make of the, the, the key players for the Lakers in this game? I don't know. I mean, as far as the Lakers had Carl Anthony Towns in foul trouble for a lot of this game, and Carl Anthony Towns with no Rudy Gobert, no Nas Reed, and no Jaden McDaniels, he's basically their front line. I, I guess him and, and Kyle Anderson, but when it comes to like, big guys on this team, you know, that represent rim protection, anything along those lines at all. He's basically it. Carl Anthony Towns did more to get himself into foul trouble than the Lakers actually did to force it. Yeah. Um, I mean, and LeBron in particular had down the stretch several possessions where he's either isolated against Carl Anthony Towns or I remember there was a play late in the fourth quarter where he broke, I don't remember who was defending him, but he broke the guy's ankles 
He's about maybe 10 feet from the basket. And the only person who possibly could have challenged it was Towns. And LeBron opted for a baby jumper off glass, missed it. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, unless, I don't know if LeBron and Carl Anthony Towns had like a gentleman's agreement reached before the game not to follow <laughs> each other out. Like, because LeBron was sitting on five fouls. So maybe he's wondering, like, I, I can't go back on my word. But the, the Lakers, I thought, did not do nearly a good enough job trying to milk potential advantages. I wonder if they got thrown uh, a bit in the beginning of this game because they were attacking a lot at the rim and they were missing a lot around the rim, which is uncharacteristic for them. And it was coming at a time where Minnesota could not miss from outside. And I wonder if it like led to a, a sense of feeling on their heels. Stay up to date on the Los Angeles Lakers by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Lakers on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Hawks surprise the Heat and are moving on. Before we get to that, the Boston Bruins officially had the best regular season in NHL history after what they did Tuesday night. We're ready for the NBA playoffs, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be winning the NBA championship. You can also take a look at the two playing games tonight. FanDuel has the Raptors 5.5-point favorites over the Bulls. While the Zionless Pelicans are five and a half point favorites over the Oklahoma City Thunder. All that on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. So we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But there's something you might not know. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. If you're like me, you run out of things to watch on Netflix. This will change your world. This whole week, you could be binging The Office on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 countries, so just imagine all the Netflix libraries you can get through. Love Korean dramas? Use ExpressVPN to watch Parasite on Netflix in South Korea. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I love ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's so fast. There's never any buffering or lag. I, I don't even notice that it's on. Stream HD, no problem. And it works on all of your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you could watch what you want on the big screen or on the go. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash locked, expressvpn.com slash locked to learn more. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Boston Bruins continue their dominance of the NHL this year as they set the all-time record with 133 points for this season. 
The Boston Bruins have made even more history here on Tuesday night thanks to a win over the Washington Capitals. This is Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins, and with their 64th win of the season, the Boston Bruins have earned 133 points, setting a single-season all-time record across the NHL. If there is reason for concern after this one, it was Linus Ulmark leaving prematurely. He did earn his 40th win of the season, but he left with about nine minutes left, hopefully just due to precautionary reasons. Jeremy Swayman came in and stopped all six shots that he faced. Brad Marchand with a strong effort as well, which we love to see, and the Bruins will now try to pad their stats even further in the regular season finale on Thursday in Montreal. Mm. Another good thing for Boston sports fans. They, they just haven't had enough success. You're never going to believe this. The guy constantly in trade rumors did not show up to OTAs. DeAndre Hopkins was not present at the first day of offseason workouts for the Arizona Cardinals. When asked whether he expects Hopkins to join the Cardinals at any point during the voluntary portion of the offseason, new coach Jonathan Gannon said, we'll see. Nuke was working out a thousand miles away at a gym in Houston while his current teammate gathered in the weight room at the Cardinals facility in Tempe. He's scheduled to have over $30 million count on the cap this season, which will be the highest on the team and has made him the center of trade speculation for weeks. Another day, another win. The Tampa Bay Rays are two wins away from tying the most wins without a loss to begin a season in Major League history. The Tampa Bay Rays have yet to lose a game in 2023. Believe it or not, they are 11-0 to start the season. They beat the Boston Red Sox by a score of 7-2 tonight, thanks to a really solid pitching performance by H.J. McClanahan, plus four home runs by the Rays ball club. Josh Lowe got one, Brandon Lau got one, Isak Paredes got one, and Yandy Diaz got one. So if my math is correct, the Rays still lead all of baseball in homers, if you can believe it. Now, there was a little bit of troubling news with the team as uh, Zach Eflin, the $40 million man acquired in free agency, has hit the injured list. So the Rays have called up Taj Bradley, the top pitching prospect in the organization, to see what he can do in Wednesday's game against the Red Sox. Should be an interesting showcase and debut. The dozens and dozens of Rays fans came together to celebrate. Dallas Mavericks general manager Nico Harrison feels good about keeping Kyrie in Big D. Yeah, we did exit interviews with with all the players. We did um, Kyrie yesterday had a great a great conversation and I you know I think the things that he said along the way about how he feels here um, how he feels appreciated how he feels uh, um, accepted and, and allowed to be himself um, I think those are the things that he said kind of consistently and that's what gives me the optimism um, that, that he wants to be here here is another story you need to know the Atlanta Hawks went into Miami and stole the seventh seed, a 116-105 win in the play-in. Trey Young had 25 points in this one. Clint Capella, 21 boards. Brad Rowland joins me now from Locked on Hawks. Brad, the Hawks 
Um, they will get the Boston Celtics. We will have plenty of time to break down that matchup. Really, my question is, why didn't we see this all season? But I, we'll save that for your show. I'm sure you will dive into that. Uh, what was it in, in this one that allowed the Hawks to get the win? Yeah, your question is certainly the one that I'll be asking big picture about how <laughs> this has not been there all year long. But look, this is if, if, if all I knew about this game is so the Hawks were not going to shoot the ball well, they were 10 of 41 from three. If I knew that, they're not drawing dead at that point, but them winning by 11 points with that, with that shooting would have been a stutter to really anybody, I think. The Hawks won on the margins in this game. Offensive rebounding uh, in particular was the probably the biggest thing, but points in the paint and really just kind of bludgeoning Miami. I mean, they had the big size advantage in this game, but they definitely maximized it. All their front court guys were just physical, and they held Jimmy Butler in check. That was a huge thing as well, and those little things added up to uh, a win that was not expected necessarily. I'm not stunned by the result, but the way it happened was pretty surprising. Yeah, you mentioned that 24% shooting from deep. The Heat also got 33 points from Kyle Lowry, which is like a minor miracle given the way that he has looked this season, and, and the Hawks were still able to win. So all of that pushing forward here in a matchup with the Boston Celtics, a team that has been one of the two or three best teams in the league all season. Uh, where do you think the Hawks can, can find some advantages? Yeah, it's obviously a difficult matchup. You know, Miami much more beatable. It's also one game quote unquote series. Not quite the same as having to beat a team four times. And the Hawks have really struggled against Boston this year. They're 0-3 in the season series. And um, the talent advantage obviously goes to the Celtics. But with the Hawks play defense like they did tonight, it's not the same kind of challenge as Miami. Boston is much more dynamic. But if they are as, as attentive as they were tonight, and really, again, similarly using their physicality, this is a Hawks team now that for the first time in a long time has real depth and real size. And they're healthy. Knock on wood. They have, they have no injuries. And they're playing with more sort of intensity, just using their athleticism, really, just force all, all the way around. So if they can do that against Boston, hopefully you, you cross your fingers and Boston has a couple of rough shooting nights and close the gap there. Because if they shoot regular percentages, they probably win the series. But Atlanta does have a puncher's chance in a way that some might not because they do have that. They, do have, they have real depth that's probably, uh, in fact, in, in my mind, definitely over the head of a normal 7-8 seed. The Hawks are more talented than that. They were supposed to be better than this this year. They haven't been. It's been frustrating. But when they put it all together, they're pretty good. I think, too, the, the weird thing about this is Quinn Snyder comes in in the middle of the season, and it, there's a little bit of a wild card factor there as well. But also, he has way more experience as a head coach in the playoffs than Joe Mazzula, which is to say all of the experience, whereas Joe Mazzula has – zero experience as the head guy in a playoff series. How do you think that impacts this? Yeah, I think that's a, it's a good point. And it should have even tonight. I mean, not that Eric Spolster is not great because he is, but Quinn Snyder is different than Nate McMillan. And I'm not trying to pile on Nate, but it's just a different dynamic. The Hawks are uh, much more versatile. They're much more adaptable than they've been in previous years. And to your point, like, Joe Mazzulla, this would be his first his first rodeo. And that you never, you kinda, you never really know how a guy's going to respond to that. I think that's going to change the entire series. Maybe not, but maybe in a game one, like maybe just not quite the same prepared level or whatever you want to say that the Hawks might have a slight advantage. They've also played more recently. Boston might have some rust having basically a week off. Um, and that's the way that an underdog can kind of sneak up in a series is to go out and win game one, steal that one on your home court. And to have that coaching potential advantage because Snyder is much more proven than Missoula. That could be a, uh, not, not, not a, a deciding factor, but certainly one that could swing in Atlanta's favor. Stay up to date all year on the Atlanta Hawks by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Hawks on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, the upcoming Stanley Cup playoffs are flush with storylines. 
Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. You have to try it. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, then Built Bar is the perfect thing. I had one today. I had one yesterday. I will have another one tomorrow, I am sure, because they taste amazing covered in 100% real chocolate with flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream. But they still hit all the macros that you want from a protein bar, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering at Built.com, which you can still do. But now you can go to Sam's Club, go to Walmart, and grab yourself a box. It's so easy. It's so simple. What are you waiting for? Go get yourself a box today. As the NBA playoffs get started, the NHL playoffs are about to get started with teams still fighting for playoff positioning and players getting into historic status with some of their performances over the course of this season. Gil Martin from Locked On NHL joins me now. And Gil, there are a couple of these that I want to talk about, but we have to start with Connor McDavid getting to 150 points. Um, this puts him in rarefied air. If he wasn't already just narratively and from a fan perspective, now we get to put him in the history books. Put this in perspective for us. Perspective? Well, I mean, this is like going back to the 1980s, statistically. It hasn't happened yet this century. And, you know, to to get 151 points with a couple of games left on his uh, schedule is just head and it would be like a quarterback throwing for 6,000 yards in a season, just Mm. that much better than what anybody else is doing in the league right now. Why do you think we've gone so long when, when there was, it seemed like in the eighties and nineties, we had some of these more historic performances. And now it seems like we've gone a long time between this. Is it a talent thing? Is it a league thing? What's going on here? It's partially coaching. It's partially the cycle of, Offense being ahead, defense being ahead. You had the so-called dead puck era in the 90s, and late 90s, early 2000s. And then they changed the rules to try to open things up. And there was sort of a give and take. And now I think offenses are starting to bounce back and we're seeing more scoring across the league. But I mean, right now, McDavid is uh, 27 points better than any other player in the league. And the next player, by the way, is his teammate, Leon Dreisaitl, with 124 points. And speaking of points, Eric Carlson became the first defenseman with 100 points since 1991-92 season, only the sixth all-time to do it. Again, we're talking about something that had not happened in 30 years. Uh, I, I guess I'll ask again, why? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, for Carlson, it's it's unbelievable when you think about uh, the fact that he plays on a team that is one of the worst by record in the entire <laughs> league. So he, he's very much a one-man show going out there, getting 100 points on, you know, the 30th best team out of 32 record-wise. And the last guy to do it was Brian Leach. You you got Paul Coffey, Bobby Orr. You, you're talking about some rarefied air. And, you know, I, I think, you know, the way the game evolved since the 80s when scoring was at its height, Players got more sound positionally. Uh, Coaches started to strategize to slow down the offense. You had the neutral zone trap. And now, thankfully, they're getting away from some of that. And we're seeing 
some more offense pumped into the game. And I think it's better for the fans this way. And, and speaking of the fans, um, there, there's a lot of excitement coming down the stretch here. A number of teams um, fighting for playoff positioning, fighting for their playoff lives. What are the storylines? What is the big storyline you have your eye on here the last few games? Well, the wild card spots are the biggest ones. You have four teams still alive for two spots in the East, the Florida Panthers, New York Islanders, Pittsburgh Penguins, and hanging on by a thread right now, the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, each team has, you know, one, two, or in the Sabres case, three games left on the schedule. And then out West, you have the Winnipeg Jets and Nashville Predators still fighting for one last spot. And, you know, it, it's good for the game and, and good for the fans when these things go down to the last game or two of the season. Certainly keeps everybody's interest. And the more meaningful games you have, the better it is. And then we get one of the most fun things in sports, playoff hockey, which means we will be talking to you again very soon. Thanks, Gil. Hey, thank you, Peter. Stay up to date on the NHL all year by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On NHL on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. The Miami Marlins were the only team in Major League history without a player who hit for the cycle. That is until Tuesday night. Luis Arise doubled in the first, tripled in the sixth, and then homered in the seventh. He singled in the eighth to bring in the Marlins' final run of the night. The last Major League Baseball player to hit for the cycle was Nolan Arenado for the St. Louis Cardinals on July 1st of last year. Arise could become just the fourth player to hit for the cycle twice in a season if he does it again. The last player to do that was Christian Yelich in 2018 when he did it twice against the same team, the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, we'll get you ready for all the drama in the association. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports.